Good morning, everyone. Uh, if you want to follow along this morning, we do have uh, Bibles in front of you. Um, we're in Matthew chapter 6, as Andrew just read from, uh, thinking about that passage. That um, You know, it's funny, every time I read that passage about not worrying, I worry <laughs> that I'm worrying too much. Um, so let's just pray, shall we, as we come to this passage, as we think about this really important issue of worry. I've also, before we pray, I've brought a visual illustration with me today. So let me just set that up. Hold on. Right. Here we go. I'll leave that there for a second. You can all be wondering what on earth is this about as we pray. Don't worry about it, though. Don't worry. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the Bible. We thank you, Lord, for this Sunday of Christ the King. We thank you, Lord, that the scriptures are like a window into reality of a world we've forgotten about that exists around us, but we've got caught up in our own lives so much, Father, that we can't see anymore the truth. So help us, Lord, open our eyes to see this morning wonderful things in your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, let's get on to this so that you don't worry. Um, Today is Christ the King Sunday. It means uh, next Sunday is the beginning of Advent. We've made it. So the countdown to Christmas. So Christ the King is the last Sunday before we hit Advent. It's kind of like saying the end of the church year, before we begin another year, building up to Christmas, we think about, the final thing we think about is that Jesus is King of the world. Jesus is King of the world. So I brought in this illustration with me. Um, It's kind of trying to represent the fact that in the world and in creation, we have different levels of rulers and authorities, don't we? We have different levels of belonging, different levels of reality that exist in our creation. For for example, let's say that's you and me down at the bottom of the mobile. Do you see it? Maybe you can't see it. Maybe we're down there, okay. Maybe above us, we might have, what might we have above us? We might have a boss at work. You might be a child who has a parent. You might have a teacher. You might have maybe the police or something that exists above us an institution or something, yes? You with me? There's authorities that we have to answer to, right? Now, above them, you might have something else. What might be above that for a second? Uh, Maybe there might be a government, or there might be a king or a queen or a a prime minister, yeah? Are you with me so far? You're all looking like, Tom, this is, you know, I haven't been to school in a long time. This is above me. No, it's of course, simple stuff, simple stuff. Right, but many people stop there. That's it. That's all there is. You know, what's the, there's the, um, the climate conference going on at the moment, isn't it? Where many of these levels of rulers are getting together and all our hopes and fears are based on whether they can come up with a deal or not. And if they don't, what does that mean for our future? And we kind of sometimes get stuck at that level. Or well, that's as high as it goes. Christ the King Sunday is to remind us that is not the highest level. The highest level in this whole creation is one more. Anyone want to hazard a guess? (laughs) What might be at the top? 
Okay, this is where this. My family made this bit. They're very impressive in their origami skills and mobile. And this is the bit I did. Um, so I'm sorry if it's brought it down. Christ the King. So easy to forget. And here's the test of whether we're forgetting this in our own lives. There's a connection between this and the day-to-day worries of life. Let me just see that in the passage that we heard read. Jesus says, do not worry about your life. But we do. And he ends the passage saying, verse 33, but seek first his kingdom and all your worries go away. So you see there's a connection between the two. Christ the king, you might think, oh, that's way above, you know, okay, great, that's a high and lofty theological truth that Christ is the king. Wow, wonderful, isn't that amazing? Not realizing it has a direct impact on your day-to-day worries of life. Isn't that interesting, that connection? The grand and lofty things... The day-to-day worries of life. And they are day-to-day worries, aren't they? Because Jesus mentions food on the table, clothes on your back, the day-to-day things. Don't worry about, today's got enough trouble, don't worry, you can't even worry about tomorrow. Who knows, that's even got more things. Who of you this morning, let's just think about that, worries of life. How worried about things are you this morning? And what are you worried about? How are your levels of worry? I have a feeling, and I don't know about previous generations how much they worried, maybe they worried a lot, but I have a feeling that as modern life goes on, and the more in control we humans think we are, actually I think there's a a greater epidemic of worry than maybe there's ever been in the history of the world, maybe. What's your day-to-day worries like? If you're anything like me, yes, there's the big things that we worry about, life and death and health issues and mortgages and bills. There's big things. But I've even found it's got not just to those things. I'm worrying about things that are getting really silly now. Maybe you don't, maybe not. Here's my week. Here's a little bit of a few things in my week that I've already worried about and given too much attention to. Um... I sent a text message to someone and they haven't replied yet. I am worrying about it. Anyone else had that? Okay. I think I put the wrong emoji at the end of it. And they've misinterpreted it. And they're never going to speak to me again. Which means if they don't speak to me again, I'm going to have to run around and do lots of things to help them and make them feel better about something. And my life's over, basically. Um, what else have I worried about? I planned an event uh, over the weekend and I worried, would anyone come to it? Or if they did come to it, would it be any good? Anyone felt like that before? Um, something went wrong in my car and I had to go and get it fixed and I worried, is it, am I getting ripped off or is it going to be too expensive? Worried about that. I worried about um, some emails I forgot to get back to by the end of the day. 
I worried when uh, one of my children didn't get home when I thought they were going to get home and I had panic and worry and stress. I worried about, now this is a crazy one, I knew that in my fridge I had some blueberries that were going to go off. Um, and I worried I wouldn't get them to in time before that film of mould got to it. And I hate chucking them away. So that was on the back of my mind. And then sometimes, when I don't have anything to worry about, I just have a, a sense of worry that there should be something I'm worrying about. Man, I need like a therapist, I need, I need help, I need friends, I need... Well, actually, the Bible's telling me I'm going wrong with this. I know Jesus is king, but do I know he is king? Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all of this stuff will take care of itself. Right, how, how do we do that? It's about trust. And it's about control. Firstly, it's about trust. We need to trust both God and Jesus, but we need to trust one another as well. When we have trust issues, we worry about things, even though we know deep down that other person's got it. Give you an example. I've got a wonderful team that work with me at this church, both staff and volunteers, and sometimes I do that thing where I delegate. Have you ever delegated before? I say, look, you run that event uh, this year, Nick, and <laughs> uh, so that I don't do it this year or someone else runs it. And I know that if I delegate it to them, because they're so wonderful and competent and awesome, I don't have to worry about it at all. Yeah? And it will happen with no glitches. But if I don't trust them, I'm going to worry about it. And I'm going to send them little messages and say, did you remember this? Have you forgotten that? And I begin to rein that thing back in to myself again. Do you see how trust works? I either trust or I don't trust. Many of us give, try to give things to God and to Jesus. So I'm worried about this, Lord. I need to give it to you. But in the end, we start to take it back from him. And we start to say, well, Lord, you know, maybe I'll just check just in case. Maybe I will just sort it out myself, actually, uh, in case you don't get round to it. We've got trust issues. What is it that we need to actually give to God this morning, knowing that he's at the top here? I uh, often think, um, I, I know someone who's, who gets really stressed out driving cars, you know, with the stress and the worry of, did I get my indicator right? Did I knock over a pedestrian? And am I going to get lost? And all of that sort of thing. It's so stressed. So they, they don't drive anymore. They take the bus. Can you imagine that scenario? And isn't that wonderful? Because the bus driver has all the worry and stress of driving. And so you don't have to. Yeah? But can you imagine if you then didn't trust the bus driver so much and you became a backseat bus driver and all the passengers did... So the bus driver's got 30 people over his, his or her shoulder. Did you, look at that, did you do your indicators? 
That'd be a nightmare for the bus driver, wouldn't it? And you wouldn't enjoy the experience of the whole point of getting on the bus because you don't have to worry about it. We're supposed to trust both those above us to look after us if they're doing their jobs well, but ultimately, at the top of all that, we need to trust Jesus. So we don't have to worry about those things. Give them over to him. So we've got, we've got trust issues. And in verse 32, God the Father, Jesus says this about God the Father. If you take him out of this, of course you're going to run around after all these things, worrying about them. But look at verse 32. For the pagans run after all these things, but your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows what you need. He knows what's going on. He knows how to take care of the thing that you're worried about. We just need to trust him. How much do we delegate to God and Jesus to take care of things? Okay, the second one is control. It's similar to the trust one. But we tend to not worry about things if we think we've got them under control. Yeah? So here's a good example. I really like cooking, um, but I only like cooking under very specific circumstances. And it has to be this, that I know I've got enough time to do the cooking stress-free. Does that make sense? And if you put me under pressure, it's a nightmare. I hate it. I hate cooking under those circumstances. So, for example, I'll have to work backwards. I'll say, well, I know that the dinner needs to be ready by six. So, um, therefore, I've got to get the oven on nice and early, maybe uh, 5.30 or whatever it is. I need to get the vegetables prepped and chopped um, a good time before that because I don't want to be doing too many things at once. So, let's work backwards from there. I need to start at 4.30 prepping the vegetables. Oh, yeah, but then I need to go to the supermarket and get all the ingredients. So, I've got to work back from there. That's like, you know, 3 o'clock. And then I need to remember the, the, the kids... You know, I need to make sure the kids are okay when they blah, blah, blah. So I'll have to work a bit back from there, get things some ready for the kids, fill up the car with petrol. So that's going to be uh, another 40 minutes before that. Um, I need to make sure I've got enough money on the credit cards before I use it. So I've got to go to the bank, right? All these things that might pile up as I'm working backwards. Before I know it, if I'm going to have it under control, if I'm going to cook dinner tomorrow, I need to start getting ready today. <laughs> or I should have got started getting ready last week. Because in order to be under stress-free, no worries, I've got to be in control. But life's not like that, is it? I've never cooked a meal where it's all been under control. And friends, if we're trying to get all of life under control, and we think then all my worries are going to go away, we're under a big illusion. Big illusion. There's going to be things thrown into the mix all the time. And how are we then, when we're not in control of lots of things, we're not in control of our finances, we're not in control of our health, we're not in even control of you know, the cooking pot on the cooker. How are, we not, how are we not going to worry then? How are we not going to worry? And is anyone above us really in control either? our teachers, our bosses, our MPs, 
our rulers, our kings, our queens, are any of them really in control as well? If we don't have Christ in the proper place, we're going to have an epidemic of worry and anxiety about all the world. But here's the thing. There is one who is actually in control, both of his own life, but also everything that has been given to him, delegated by God to him, everything, in heaven and on earth, and he's in control. And he's not going to get caught out by being rushed. And he's not going to stress out when he doesn't have enough of what he needs. He has all the resources he needs. He's not going to panic. He's not going to say, this is a too big a problem, this is too big a mess, I'm under too much pressure. Not Jesus. He is in full control of his own life and all creation. Isn't that incredible? That there is one man in all the world that nothing will ever phase him. Nothing in your life. Nothing in what's going on in all the nations. Nothing what's going on in heaven or in hell or the past or the future. Or anything's ever going to rattle him. He's got it. He's conquered even death. And he knows what to do when it comes to that. That is so out of our control. Jesus says it. You cannot even add one hour to your life. But Jesus is in control of that. Jesus is in control of the hour of your life and your death. He's got it. And he knows what it's like to be in your shoes too. He knows what it's like to be under pressure. He knows what it's like to not have enough food. He knows what it's like to not have enough clothes. He knows what it's like to face opposition and persecution and a bad boss and all of that. He knows what it is. He knows how to help you in your situation. and He can have it under control. It's well within his abilities. So... Trust and control. We need to know that Jesus is there. So finally, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the rest will take care of itself. What are you putting first in your life that will really, that answer, the answer to that question will really matter whether how much worry and anxiety you have in your life. Here's where the illustration hopefully will will work. If Jesus is first in your life, this will all work out just fine for you. All the other things will be given unto you. You don't have to worry about the food, clothes on your back, what's happening with the nations, what's happening with the rulers and authorities. You'll have peace. If, though, the first thing in your life is not Jesus, but is, say, let's say, your family or your parents or your boss, what would happen if that became the first in your life? Let's see if it works. Let's say your boss. What happens? It's a mess, isn't it? Chaos, disorder. Nothing's in the right place. Nothing's flowing well. There's no peace. 
Or worse, let's say you put you at the centre of your life. It gets even kind of worse. Jesus gets relegated even further down. Everything gets topsy-turvy. Chaos, worry, anxiety, stress, everything. And we think if we put our own needs first, everything will be just fine. If I can just control my life, if I can just get my priorities straight, everything will work out. Gets worse. Gets worse. We need to put Jesus... I've messed it up. (laughs) In his proper place. Sorry, Claire. Just imagine that's still good. We need to put Jesus in his proper place. If we don't, none of this is going to go away. The world is never going to orientate itself correctly. It doesn't matter how many climate conferences we have. It doesn't matter how many voting MPs we put into power. It doesn't matter how many times we try and stop nations fighting each other. It doesn't matter how many times we try and make sure I've got enough money in the bank. It doesn't matter how much we try and sort all these things out. It's never going to work out. It's never going to have peace about it. There will always be worries and strifes and struggles. But if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Give it to the one who will worry about it for you. Delegate it to him. He knows what you need and he can worry about it for all of us. Doesn't mean we don't take on responsibilities. It doesn't mean we won't have stress and pressure in our lives. Those things are real. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be problems and strifes and struggles. But we won't have to have anxiety about it. A deep, unsettled heart and mind. We can have peace. Because he's going to worry about it for us. Let's pray.